Point Guard is a production of iHeartRadio. I just said I was, I, I just felt like I was the best player in the draft. Like, I just felt like I was better just mentally, physically, and everything that I had learned that year. I just felt like I was better than everybody in the workouts. I thought I was going to the Knicks because that was my best workout. Um, you know, that's when Dan Tony was there and they needed a point guard. So that was one of my best workouts in Milwaukee. Part two. Legend. The point guard. The designer. The risk taker. You feel me? None other. We call him BJ, B. Jennings, uh, Brandon, Tough Crowd, uh, shit, Young Maestro. What else, what else we call you, bro? How many AKAs you got? I don't know they call me Black Jesus at the Drew. Black Jesus at the Drew. Uh, a L.A. staple, uh, you know, a culture aficionado, a uh, tastemaker, curator, culture, now designing. One of the dopest brands out. Um, picking back up from where we left off when you left high school to go overseas to go to Italy. Now you design it. Like did did like what was that experience like in Italy, bro? Like and is does that have something to do with like, yo, just attention to fashion and like, you know, like the way you kinda like curate, you know, like the culture around you? Uh yeah, I would have to say Italy had a big part to do with uh, my vision of Tough Crowd and where it's at today. Um, you know, I lived in Rome, Italy for a whole year. Um, I got to travel like seven different countries at that time. Um, I spent time in Milan a lot, one of the fashion cap- capitals. Right. Um, so I've seen a lot of things early. And um, I think just at that time, you know, when you're young, you don't really know, you know, right. you know, you know, like why you're there and things like that. But now that I started a brand and everything and certain materials I use and things like that, it all makes sense. That's crazy because, like, not only did you, like, take the leap from high school to Italy, but, like, you know, you you dealt with Sonny Vaccaro, one of the pioneers of, you know, getting dudes their, their own sneaker deal. Yeah. And I don't know if people know, but um, you had a sneaker deal already. Yeah. Well, Under Armour. Yes. Walk us through that. How did that transpire? You know what I mean? Like, you leaving, like... You had a better package shit than NBA dudes. Kind of. Yeah, yeah big there. time, dog. Shit. I'm I'm looking <laughs> like damn. The young homie, he he kinda set up. Yeah. Yeah, for what sure. What was that? What was that like? Cause Under Armour was just starting. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, and a lot of times you take a leap of faith, takes risk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But uh how did that happen with Under Armour? Uh well Sonny Vaccaro. Like you said, Sonny Vaccaro and my agent at the time, Bill Duffy, um, you know, they worked. um, And then I had met Chris Stone. Mm -hmm. So it was those three that put it all together. Um, Sonny had took me to Vegas. This is when I think the USA team was uh, in the Olympics for the 08 um, Olympics. So I went out there, worked out for a couple teams. And, um, you know, I got got with the team with Italy. Sonny set the whole thing up with Bill Duffy. Next thing you know, I'm in Baltimore signing a deal with Under Armour. Yeah. 
and it just happened that just was, like that. That in two was weeks. early. That was early, early Under Armour. Yes. So you're in Italy. You got your own shoe deal. What kind of car did you have? Oh, uh, they gave us a Volvo. <laughs> yeah, a Volkswagen. Yeah. Yeah. A Volkswagen with the team logo on it, so everybody knew. <laughs> yeah. So they had y'all on, on, on straight AU yep. team swag. Yep. <laughs> about about ten cars pulling up all the same. And like, what what was the like the uh, what was like? T- I want to know like what was the atmosphere like basketball wise in Milan? Because when we hear Milan, you always think like fashion or you know, food or art, you know, like what is the sports culture? You know, I know they have huge, you know, a huge uh, affinity and, and fan base for soccer, but what is the basketball culture like in Italy? Oh, uh, the basketball culture is crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going from my first couple of games, I was very nervous um, just from, you know, different things that the audience can do. You know, th- throwing stuff on the court, flares, oh, wow. um, fireworks, and things like that. So, you know, like we were. You Wait, know, they was letting fireworks out in the gym? Yeah, fireworks in the gym. Wow. Um, you know, smoke everywhere else in the gym <laughs> and stuff. Like we would have to go. I remember we had a preseason game up in Serbia, and we had to walk up in there with uh, AK 47s and stuff wow. like that with the police because it was just that crazy. It was going down like yeah. that. Is that it was, yeah. but I, did, Com, did did Compton prepare you for that, or was that some shit like you? Nah, that was some war shit. Like I wasn't ready for that. That was no that was way, something because right? I was just coming to play hoop, and this was like life or death. Hey, bro. Hey, uh, you know, like when the uh, when the Europeans and the foreigners used to come over. You know, and 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 they used to get into it with dudes on the team. Dudes on the team, not from the hood. And, and the part is like, man, I don't give a fuck. I'm from, yeah, I'm from war. Yeah, war. Listen, I'm from a war country. Listen, yo. Chill out. It's a different type of mentality. That's crazy. Different so y'all, yeah, yeah. So security got AK 47s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we walk. Like, up. how do you, how do you hoop? And, and knowing that, I, I honestly, bro, I'd have been like, nah, I'm cool, bro. We gotta go to the, <laughs> like, <laughs> we gotta take guns to the gym. That's why we go to the gym. Right? That's yeah. why we go to the gym, dog. Yeah. yeah. No guns in the gym. Y'all bringing AKs. I'm cool. I'm not rolling. Just in case. It was like 20,000 people in there. Damn. It was going crazy. It was it was crazy. It was like, it was it's some of the most, like, some of the most craziest, like, crowds I've ever seen in my life. Like. And how did you play? I played good. I mean, we were getting blow, blew out. So a lot of the times they would just throw me in there. Yeah. So I was just like, well, <laughs> it's my time off. to just get off. Like, you know, so I had no care. Now, another young point guy, uh, young SoCal great, LaMelo Ball did the same thing. Yes. Very similar. Um, kind of like go overseas, play, like, you know, like, like what's that parallel? I feel like that's a that's a super interesting parallel, just from like a Southern California guard going over there and like getting your chops. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because like it almost like better prepare you. You know what I'm saying for yeah. like the NBA. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think his. I mean, I think with him doing it, I mean, you know, the support from his father was 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 one yeah. of the best things to me. Um, just supporting his kids and yep. and making it work and demanding it and you know taking that risk and like, no, nah, this is how it's going to. This how we're going to do it, and this how we're going to go about it. So I think just the whole move with it, the supporting cast. Um, you know, if your supporting cast is is good, you know, you know, it's going to be successful. Yeah. Um. So, you know, with that being said, you know. I'm happy for him, and I'm, yeah. you know, I'm happy it was able to work out. But, like, that, like, so y'all playing in the gym with guns, 
<laughs> and then y'all plan, you know, that's like some fly shit yeah. though, right? Yeah. Like y'all going to some fly countries, mm-hmm. you know, did you get a chance to do fashion week and all that out there? Like how, how was the players like a part of the, like the other side of the culture, like the art, the, you know, mm-hmm. like, did y'all get like, you know, free meals, you know what I'm saying? Or was y'all just like, oh man, they just, you know, that's the AAU team. Nah, nah, so. Nah, <laughs> With so, 20,000 people, shit, that's yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, so on the road, it's, it's real family team. So we eat together um, all, the, all the time, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, you know, I, uh, my teammate was Alan Ray when I was there that went to Villanova. So he took me around Rome. And so I got to see all the Spanish steps and, the, yeah. the, um, you know, the Coliseum. I did my first Under Armour commercial, running commercial, was at the Coliseum. Oh, wow. Um, so I got to really, like, experience some things. Um, but Spain, you know, Barcelona, played yeah. against Ricky Rubio yeah. that year. So I got to – we did the slam photo shoot in Barcelona. So just certain, like, different – That's so flossy, Yeah, That's yeah just so certain flossy. different things that were, was able to happen. Like the New York Times article came out. Chris Rosario came out there and was following me around. So yeah. it was just a bunch of, like, like dope little things that were happening. All day. And then the big day comes, the NBA draft. Yeah. Walk us through that, man. That was that. That was a hectic day for me because I didn't know where I was going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was I was told I was dropping in the draft. Yeah. Um, because my mouth was crazy. You yeah. know, I was talking crap. Uh, you know, I was hungry, so yeah. I wanted to. You know, what prove. was you saying though? I just said I was. I, I just felt like I was the best player in the draft. Like mm-hmm. I just felt like I was better, just mentally, physically, and everything that I had learned that year. I just felt like I was better than everybody in the workouts. Yeah. So and then you get penalized for like. What everybody, what every person who's in the draft feels like they're the best person in the draft, right? For sure. You, yeah, you for have sure. to yeah. say that and feel that in order to even make it in the NBA, right? So that's weird because it, it, that was at a weird time where it was like, you know, like being outspoken was not cool. Having personality was not cool. You a young dude. Coming in the league, outspoken with personality from Compton, went to Italy, got all this culture, and you know, like, what was it like? You know what I mean? From the day you got drafted, I would say to like showing up at training camp. Like, what was the difference once you got to training camp? Because you had an incredible rookie year. You know what I mean? It was, it was different for you than it was different. You know, way different for you than me. You know what I mean? Because I got to see my rookie year on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. walk us through that, you know, getting drafted. And now it's like, yo, I finally, like, I got this hat on. It's my dream. You know what I'm saying? Like, what were you thinking? What were the thoughts? You know, thoughts that you didn't know where you were going? What, what, like, what else? Where do you think you were going? Yo, 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 we got to tap in real quick. Let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. Like, walk us through that, you know, getting drafted. And now it's like, yo, I finally, like, I got this hat on. It's my dream. You know what I'm saying? Like, what were you thinking? What were the thoughts? You know, thoughts, you didn't know where you were going. What, what, Like, what else? Where do you think you were going? I thought I was going to the Knicks because that mm. was my best workout. Um, you know, that's when D'Antoni was there and they needed a point guard. So that was one of my best workouts in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee at the 10th pick. So... I wanted to go 8th or 10th, and I just felt like, you know, from getting killed from ESPN, from, like, Jay Bellis a lot during those times because he was mad that I was taking the risk to do something different, yeah. um, you know, taking a lot of back, 
backlash from all that. Um, but just hearing my name being called just proved that, you know what I'm saying, it could be done, and I proved everybody wrong. Right. Um, and I kept talking shit right after I got drafted. So I came into training camp with a lot of pressure on me because I said I was the best player on the team yeah. before I even got there. But that was just... I, I felt <laughs> like I remember the draft and you was mad you went to. Yeah. Was that like, am I mistaken? Because I know Paul was like, I remember Paul saying the same shit, Paul Pierce, like when he slipped in the draft, he was like, yo, I'm going to make every team that passed on me, like, they going to pay for this shit. Like, I felt like you had, like, something came. What what happened at the draft? No, uh, uh, so I didn't go to the green room because they said I wasn't going to get a lottery pick. So, yes. Yeah, so Bill had me, uh, so Bill Duffy at the time, he had, he told me to stay back. So we were at the hotel where everybody's get drafted, and then they called my name, then I came through the back. Ah, that's <laughs> yeah. what it was. Yeah, I came through the back. Yeah. <laughs> David Stern was like, yo, the 13th pick ain't here. You want to walk out? I was like, for sure. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. Sonny was right there at the uh, in the green room blowing kisses and stuff. You know, that's Sonny, what's up, you know, dog. It was cool. It was that's a cool what's up. And then walk us through your rookie year. What was that? Like, you know, like, what was, like, you know, what was your, like, like, who, when you came into the league, like, who are the point guards or the point guards you were, like, looking up to at the time, and then, like, what are some of those moments where you're like, oh, shit, like, this is different, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Man, I, I'll have to say training camp. Training camp was, you know, training camp for a rookie at that time. Yeah. Scott Skiles, uh, Luke Ridenauer, uh, Michael Red, Kurt Thomas, Jerry Stackhouse, um, you know, I had some, uh, yeah, some vets. you know, I had some real vets. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was very structured at the yeah. time. And, you know, that made me become a dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I had those type of, you know, dogs in the locker yeah. room, you know, every day. Scott Skiles was a motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse, you know, he'll put hands on anybody. Yeah. So, you know, it was just like, it was very intense, but it made me a dog, though. Yeah. Like, like it just made me a dog. That and they just, embraced you, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, talk about, like, who was, like, kind of, like, became, like, your mentor, like, or like you know, like your big homie, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, Kurt Thomas. Yeah, Kurt Thomas that whole year. Um, you know, because I always had to go get him donuts, yeah. the newspaper and stuff, and coffee like that. So <laughs> you know, uh, you know, rookie duty. So, yeah. but he be, he became like a really big, big, uh, you know, big, big brother to me that year. Because after that fifty-five point game, I remember he took me in a. a we were, I was taking a shower and he gave me a beer and he was like, "Yo, don't think they love you." Yeah, like he was giving me some real OG vibes. Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, you hot now, but." You know, don't think they love me now. Don't get comfortable. Yeah. You know, he was like, young fella, I've been in this league a long time. Yeah. So he was like, just, you know, keep your head straight and things like that. So, I mean, it was good, though. Because Shout out Kurt Thomas, yeah. dog. Kurt Thomas is like, you know, he like triple OG, OG. Yeah. I was on the uh, on the team with him with the Knicks, and it was just like, dog, you funny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, he wise. He a good dude, got a good heart. He want to see the best for yeah, everybody. Yeah. That's a hell of a teammate to have, yeah, man, like yeah. a big brother guiding you through the shit. Walk us through that 55-point uh, game. Like, that shit was crazy. I remember, like, like what? He did what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was, uh, yeah, it was on your Warriors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember Rico was on the bench. I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. I was in, uh, I was in L.A. Okay. With yeah, the Clippers. Yeah, 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 with the Clippers. Um, I fucked up. Yeah, just that day, though. That whole day was crazy because I was, the NBA was following me that day, you know, doing a ro- uh, rookie thing. And I had, I remember I had got to the game at four o'clock and the game was at 7 30. Yeah. So I got there real early, like feeling good, you know what I'm saying? And through the first half, I was playing trash. Like I was like 0 for 5 from yeah. the field. I didn't score at all in the first quarter. 
and Skiles like took me out, and then I had like ten points in the second half. And I remember seeing Rico at half in the second at, quarter. Yeah, in the second quarter. And I remember coming out in the in the second half, and I seen Rico. I said, "Watch this! I'm about to turn up on y'all." And then it was <laughs> over from there. It was and over. That was against Steph. That was like an early Brandon Jennings, Steph Curry matchup, huh? Yeah, Steph. Yeah, Stephen Jackson was on that team. Monte Ellis. Uh, Corey Maggetti. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. that's the year I left. Uh, yeah, Don Nelson. Yeah. yeah, that was like, you had like, how many layups did you have, Doug? <laughs> like, yeah, I kept coming off the same screen. That's crazy. That's crazy. And then you came back like two nights later and did it again, didn't you? Um, you had like 40-something? I had like 35 or yeah. something like that against like Chauncey Billups. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was, yeah, I was yeah. hyped that. Hey, Doug, yeah. you yeah, kind of like, came in, you know, getting. <laughs> Going, coming yeah. at. You was coming at dudes. Like, because like, I had a lot of pressure on me because mm-hmm. I was talking so much shit. So, you know what I'm saying? I had so much pressure. I I had to like, you know, yeah. I had to prove. Like, who, who, who's like the OG or the dude who just like, who baptized you? Where you was like, damn, dude. Like, I don't know if I can fuck with this dude. Gilbert Arenas, Steve Nash, <laughs> like, Steve Na- like, like you mean Steve Nash, man? Hey, bro. Steve Nash Boy, used to have embarrass you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Steve Nash used to have like eight and six in the first quarter, and yeah. you think you're doing something. Man, by the time halftime, he got thirteen and fifteen. It's hey, like- dog, Steve Nash will fucking embarrass you in the most calc- calculated way. Then come down. And fucking dip on you and mm-hmm. dime, mm-hmm. and you be like, ah, he just went up yep. on, yeah, he go up, yeah. And Gilbert, I mean, shit, that's just an unfair matchup, yeah. really. To be like, Doc Gilbert was one of the coldest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was one of the coldest to ever do it, bro. Like in this era with his game, he would have been like, like a five level, five dimensional score. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I used to. Who else? Battles with Rondo was tough too. Yeah, like at that time because he had KG, he had Ray, he had you know he had his everybody around him was so good. That Boston, that Boston team used to be good. We used to battle them a lot. Yeah, and then uh, and then like all right, so we always ask this question. It's like if you could pick a couple point guards or point guys that you like and say like, yo, I want to take him off that team put me on that team with them dudes you get to pick in the history of the game who would you want to replace on what team yo you know what time it is you know this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors let them have it if you could pick a couple point guards or point guys that you like and say like yo I want to take him off that team, put me on that team with them dudes. You get to pick in the history of the game. Who would you want to replace on what team? Uh, if I had to, I would say that Orlando team with Jamel Nelson. I would replace myself with Jamel Nelson. Oh, that's a here. good team. Nobody and said that one. That's a good one. Yeah, I just think the way they were set up with Dwight Howard, mm-hmm. Turkaloo, and those guys. I think they had a whip. Yeah, I think my rookie year, I would have. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, I didn't think about that one. Shout out Jameer Nelson. But I love Jameer. We, yeah, we got to replace you. You know, th- we do this on the show every time. Okay. Everybody get replaced, shit. The only person who never got replaced is Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. Everybody say, like, yo, I want to play on the Lakers, but I want to play with Magic Johnson. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Uh, no, nah, that's dope. And then I would say if you were to describe, like, your style, right, mm-hmm. um, by art, 
and by artists, you know, uh, like describe to the fans like how would you how would you describe your art as far as like art and artists uh, in basketball? Far as like anybody, yeah, I would have to say Tupac and Kanye, mm-hmm. like bold, um, real bold, and believe in freedom and believe in like helping and inspiring. Feeling the Tupac, the Kanye, the bold. You know what I mean? Like, not really knowing how to, you know, uh, people don't know how to receive that, especially in our era when the league was going, you know, kind of cookie cutter because I was doing the same thing, you know, when I was with the Clippers. And so, you know, it was like people was, like, listening, but they weren't really hearing. You know what I mean? And then you go on to, like, you balling, you tear your Achilles. Like, what was that like, you know, at that moment, you know, kind of being, you know, as as a young and upcoming point guard, you know, and then to get hurt, right? But to keep bouncing back, you know what I mean? Like, talk about your resiliency, you know, in the league and just your journey. Man, that Achilles injury, man, 2015 changed my life mm-hmm. uh, for the better. Yeah. You know, for the better now that, you know, I'm 31, looking at, you know, where I'm at. So uh, it taught me a lot about patience, mm-hmm. um, you know, understanding, getting my faith back with God. Um, you know, mentally, um, changing my circle around, Mm -hmm. you know, different people, um, you know, cutting off family members and friends and things like that because Mm -hmm. of, you know, financially, um, you know, people just see you as a handout and stuff like that. So I had to go through all that and, um, you know, took a trip to China, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, to play ball just to find myself again. And then that's when I, you know, found out what my purpose was going to be, and that was starting a brand. Yeah. Um, and I always want to start something and leave something behind yeah. um, because I just felt like my journey is where I come from, single parent mother home, you know what I'm saying, having to find different ways, using basketball to get out. And, you know, I just found like God was showing me another way of life in this, in this is tough crowd. Yeah, I like that. And I like, one, I love the brand Tough Crowd, as y'all see. Uh, I, keep, I keep my tough crowd with me. I think, you know, uh, just to like, stay stay on like this tough crowd mentality like talk to like the young point guards about you know like what it means to be Brandon Jennings right like what was baked what were the ingredients baked in your DNA what did you think about going to the game you know what I mean? There's probably a ton of young kids that relate to Tupac and Kanye. What is that? You know what I mean? Like what? What? And then like, when did you figure it out that you was like, you know what? I'm destined to do this shit. Uh, man, I just think like for the young young point guards coming up, man, like you just gotta just want to just be the best. Like it's no excuse. Like. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be a dog. I got to be number one. I had to be the number one player in the country coming up from eighth grade on up. It was it was destined in me. Like, I wanted to be the best. Um, I felt like I always had less. So, you know, it was something from my mom showing her hustle of, you know, in different directions in life, like moving to Storage County, like, you know, letting me go to Oak Hill, like letting me take my risk. So I just felt like I always owed it to myself because that's what I wanted. And then uh, as, uh, as a basketball player, like when you out there, like, what does that look like? You know what I mean. What does Tupac and Kanye look like out there on the court? Like, what were you trying to accomplish? You know, when you were out on the court, fear me. 
like, I, I want you to fear me when I'm stepping on the court. Like, I'm the best, and you already know, like, I can't be less than, less than no competition. Absolutely. I mean, that's that it. I mean, that is that is how every point guard thinks. You feel what I'm saying? That's the mentality you kind of have to have, right? And it's like I'm gonna make my players outperform your players because mm-hmm. we're the leaders. Yeah. So it start with us. Yeah. So how we are, that's how everybody else gonna be. Yeah. So if you like with this tough crowd mentality and this tough crowd game, if there were three you know, uh, point guards that are playing now that you could sign, right, that exemplify kind of like this tough crowd mentality. Who would those three be? I would have to say uh, Dame Lillard, Mm -hmm. one. Um, Steph Curry, Mm -hmm. two. Uh, And I'm going to have to go with... Russell Rusbrook. All day. Russell Rusbrook all day. All day. And then if you could, I'll let you add three more young guards that you just, like, damn, I really fuck with their game. You know what I mean? Like, like who are those guys? Guard, just guards. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, we got to go with Jordan Clarkson, um, Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. Um, I like D-Book. Yeah, Book is cold. I like D-Book. Hey, dog, Book is Super cool. He's like the next version of Kobe. Um, in high school, who was your biggest rival? In high school, my biggest rival was Tariq Evans. Ooh, for real. Yeah, me and Tariq he Evans was, was neck to neck, one, uh, one and two. How did you feel about breaking Kareem's rookie record uh, for the Bucks in scoring? Uh, at the time, I didn't really know, but now that it's still holding for like 10, some 20, 10, 10 12 years, uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, another rapid fire. Uh, what inspired Tough Crowd? Was it China? My uh, my struggle. Mm. Mm. Yeah, my struggle while I was at the top of my peak. And then, who were your favorite point guards, point gods, when you were growing up that you watched, that you patterned your game after? Uh, I would have to say. Uh, Wesley Stokes, Kenny Anderson, Baron Davis, Marcus Williams, Steve Nash. Steve Nash. You know who you remind me of, too, though, is Nick Van Axel. Oh, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Nick Van. Yeah. I used to always say that, like, he, like, a fucking. Nick Van was nice, too. Nick Van Axel was sick. Yeah. What makes. What makes Steve Nash Steve Nash to you? Just him knowing his own, just know, just knowing his own greatness. Like he knows mm-hmm. how to how to just play his own speed in his own way. Like you can't make him do anything. Like you could never make him speed up or do anything out of control. He was always in control. If there were three point guards that you could pick to interview and know their story, who would they be? Uh. Jason Kidd. Yep. Uh, Magic Johnson. Yep. Um, Tiny Archibald. Ooh. Yes, sir. Tiny. I'm fucking with that. Tiny Archibald is the legend. And then the final question, which is probably the hardest question. 
If you were to build, you have five qualities and elements to build the perfect point God. How would you build them? Who would it be? Go. All right, I need the height like Magic Johnson. Six nine. All right, I need the shot like Steph Curry. Steph Curry, shooter, boom. I need the all-around game like Baron Davis. Bingo. I need the speed like Iverson. Wow. And I need to be able to think like Jason Kidd. Yikes. Shit. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's a tough. That's a tough five, dog. That's a that's a tough crowd. That's a tough crowd, six, ladies nine. and gentlemen. You understand? <laughs> six nine vision bounce, dog, automatic shot handle galore, and and the one the one thing that's consistent is passing, passing, passing. I say, you know, obviously Magic Jason Kidd, but Steph is a. Great passer. I pride myself more on being a passer than anything. Um, and then who was the who was the fifth person you said? I said to think the game like Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd, Magic. Iverson. Iverson. I, like Iverson. I mean, Iverson was like, his speed was like, <laughs> dog, if that was a creation, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Let my son be that. <laughs> son, that's your, that's your goal. Life goes. Life goes. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. The risk taker. This is the Point God Show. It's about creativity. It's about leadership. It's about finding your path. It's about being able to switch your game up. Switch directions. Still stay confident. Take your strengths, walk the walk, talk the talk. And we have my dog, my little bro, the prince of the city, the curator of culture, the Tupac, the Kanye of lifestyle, taking basketball and creating lifestyle, being at the epicenter and a touch point in all Pretty much this whole next generation of like rappers and, and, and artists, right? Being open to understanding that basketball is art and it's not just a sport. My dog, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Yes, yeah, sir. I appreciate you for having me. Yeah, and the show. crowd goes up. Where's my. You see the crowd, they stand the up. The you know Godfather. I mean? <laughs> stand, Godfather, man. Stand up. Applause. That's a tough crowd. <laughs> tough crowd. Let me hear y'all one more time. Give it up. It's a tough crowd in here. You feel me? Yeah. I'm your host, Baron Davis. This is another episode of Point God Podcast. iHeartRadio, Slick, Sports Lifestyle and Culture. We out here. Peace. Point God is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 